don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Welcome to the Pillar of Smoke Podcast. I'm Mac. And I'm Sam. Alright, let's get it. Yeah, coming in hot. Just like the fajita. I write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Just like the demeanor. I'm feeding my fam. I'm feeding the meter. They got the iron while I got the steamer. I bring the fire, but you never seen her. I testify, I don't need a subpoena. They want my soul, better go to Korea. I love my dog just like I'm Peter. Gotta protect them. I made the call up, but just like I'm reffing. I know we left here, now we back together, but I guess that is better now. Later than never, like, what's happening? I'ma need y'all quit asking when. Me and my wife gonna have some kids. Right now, we just practicing. Practicing. Teacher said, quit rapping, man. That gonna hurt my average. I said, thank God I ain't average. Hey, what up? Andy Minio. Come on, what a beast, bro. Never misses, bro. Bro, this guy. Never misses. Bro, these guys, they've been coming out with heat lately. He's been. Oh, my he been. I think, I think ever since the uh, the Magic and Bird album. Oh, yeah. Bro. Bro. That guy's, that, a, that guy's a killer. That Magic and Bird album, like, skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. It really, mm-hmm. I feel like it really pushed him as an artist. Yeah. And now he's just. Heater after heater. Oh, I can't. I, I completely or he agree li- with you. Or, or as he likes to say it there, he's coming in with a steamer. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Mm. Come on. Ooh. Andy Minio. Andy Minio. My man. If you ever listen to this, bro, come out. For real. Come out, bro. We want to talk to you, homie. Oh, yes. want to get you on our podcast, bro. Let's bro. go, bro, bro. Let's go. Tag him in this. For sure. <laughs> You're getting tagged today, Andy. That's right. Man, so we are going through the nine marks of a healthy church. Oh, yeah. Let's give it up. Give it up. Thank oh, you, yeah. Mark Dever. Absolutely. For the work that you do for the entire church. And the nine marks crew out Oof, there, bro. They're for just real. Every sit, bro, they don't miss. Give it another one. I'm going to give them another one. one. I'm going to give them another one. There we go. Oh, they got it. There we go. Yes. Man, so we've gone through uh, the first four marks, and today we're coming up on the fifth one. But before Mm -hmm. we get to that, uh, man, as a kid, what was your discipline like? Oh, man. What discipline? What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Discipline. Oh, man. So it's it's funny. So so I've been I've been uh, I've been working at a, at a at a private school for the past four weeks. Okay, and um, just kind of like reminiscing because they have like a whole demerit system and like how they discipline the kids there with like disciplinary action on different things and like uniform and uh, behavior, attendance, schoolwork, all this stuff. And it was like it kind of took me back to like my high school days. Yeah, and I was like, man. I used to get a CSI in ninth grade. I was just about to ask you, how often oh, did you go to CSI? Man. Bro, every time I went to CSI in ninth grade, it was for uniform. Really? Horrible. That's hilarious. Horrible. I remember I remember the first time, first time I got into suspension. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my high school, our uniform, Miami Springs, Golden Hawks, uh, our uniform was garnet and gold. Okay. So burgundy and gold or yellow, whatever. Uh, or white shirts. They had to be collared shirts. So I remember one day I came in, all my shirts were dirty, but I had this nice, like, long sleeve burgundy shirt. And I was like, all right, I can probably get away with this. So I wore it 
first period of the day, math. Won't say the teacher's name. Uh, <laughs> but she she looks at me and she's like, that's not uniform. And I'm like, okay, but I've passed by a bunch of like assistant principals today. They haven't said anything. It's about to be. <laughs> and she's like, well, it's not uniform, so go check. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I go out, see the ninth grade assistant principal, and I'm like, hey, my teacher wants to check to see if this is like okay with uniform policy or not. And he's like, right. I mean, it's not really, but like, why don't why don't you have it? I'm like, oh, my, my, my shirt was dirty. Oh and uh <laughs> yeah exactly it was like a monday like i didn't I, I i hadn't done laundry over the weekend your shirt was dirty yeah it's the facts right exactly like i wasn't lying this is what it was so then he's like nah man it's okay for today don't worry about it going to class i'm like all right cool come back into class tell the teacher i'm like hey you know this principal said it was okay she's like okay well i need it in writing and i'm like in writing and what she's the like heck yeah bro and she's like a high school student you need it in writing bro. bro and and she's like she's like yeah you need it in writing I'm like, I'm not going to let you back into my class unless, like, you have it in writing. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go back outside. All He's right. not there no more. He went into a meeting. So I find another assistant principal. I'm like, hey, you know, this principal said that it was okay. Like, you know, can I just go to class? And this principal's like, uh, no, that's not uniform. Come on. Okay. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yes. I'm like, bro. And he's like, come on, go grab your bag. I'm like, dang. Bro, I got indoor suspension for that. I bet you were like scared. I was, no, bro, I was just livid. I was mad. Really? Nah, man, I was oh, mad. Man. I, I was like scared. I was mad, and then and then I got I got a, a couple other times, bro. The, and it was always this math teacher, bro. It was always this math teacher. So my ninth grade year, I had PE, and uh, I didn't want to do PE because I didn't want to dress out every day. <laughs> so then I found out that the JROTC kids, God bless them. Uh, only dressed out once a week. So I went and switched my schedule to ROTC. To ROTC. Here we go. And uh, this guy always finding a runaround. Always. always. <laughs> I always find the loopholes. I always find the loopholes. Sometimes the loopholes bite me, though. <laughs> so then I. Me too. So then uniform, dress out uniform okay. was a brown shirt, black pants, because we were Army JROTC. There's three other girls. In my math class, who are in my same Jarrah OTC period, we're all wearing our brown shirts. That's funny. We're all wearing our brown shirts. Walking to class. Teacher looks at me. That's not uniform. <sighs> and I was like, now. no. Yes, it is. This is the Jarrah OTC like, uniform for physical, for, for PT for day, for, for personal yeah. training day. And she says, but is that school uniform? I said, it has to be if this is the uniform that they, that they make us wear for PT right, right. on Fridays. And she's like, well, that's not uniform for the school, so you have to, you're, you, you have to go to indoor suspension. Oh, no, no. And I turn around, and I look at the other three girls in the class all wearing brown shirts, and I'm like, what about them? Oh, you're that guy. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking down people with me if I got to oh, go. Oh, man. And I'm like, I'll piss him off. And I'm like, well, what about them? They're wearing the same brown shirt. <laughs> And she says, well, I'm, I'm dealing with you. Hmm. It's like, this you teacher serious? had it out for bro, you, bro. bro. My gosh. My goodness. My goodness. You should send him his podcast. Oh, man. It made me so angry. That's so funny. So, so angry. But. Uh, so you know, we the, know what your disciplines were like. Yeah, exactly. But the whole <laughs> thing was, it was discipline, right? You know, wear your uniform. Right. Or right. you get in trouble. Yeah. Right. So then as I'm just kind of looking like at all these kids now, like there's so many different things for discipline. Yeah. Like 
they're talking too much they're cussing too much like uh they have their phones out mm. uh you know they have too many tardies like yeah. all these different things like hair i feel you for guys your hair cannot touch the collar of your shirt nor can it be longer than your ears well so and no they hippies. get and they get kids no all hippies. the time no. no hippies but everyone's wearing a mullet now which is mm. weird uh, <laughs> but you know, I I, I kind of dope. I kind of start to understand the discipline thing now that I'm 32 years old. Yeah, old <clears> especially especially since I have to discipline my my four year old every once in a while because you know she needs to learn as well. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You start to look at discipline and when you're an adult as like, okay, well, there's certain things that do need to be done. There's behaviors that need to like be addressed that that need to be addressed. There's For moral sure. codes that you need to follow, like. If you're in a certain place, like even if you work in the corporate world, there's all, there's also discipline there. Like, and and you know, for the most part, it's yeah. all to keep within policy and procedures and make things that are, make make sure that everything is done properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So today, we're looking at church discipline. Oh yeah. Oof. Where there, where funny enough, there is church discipline. There is church discipline. This is not a foreign topic. It's not. It has been for a long time. It has been for a long time, <laughs> but I feel like church discipline nowadays is not something that is practiced it's very not. often. It's not. And I feel that is at the detriment of the church. So as we were reading through this book, we noticed that toward the end of this chapter, uh, uh, Dr. Dever talks about a couple instances where Capitol Hill and the very inception and the very inception of of Capitol Hill Baptist Church, they had to exercise church di- discipline on founding members. On founding members. On founding, founding members. Founding members. These and these are crazy. So check this out. Yeah. So here's one letter. Here's the first instance of the of the church discipline. It was pastor presented applications for letters of dismission from this church to the first Baptist church, this city, each dated October thirtieth, eighteen seventy nine. So, so you guys kind of get a hint at how old this church is. From Sister yeah. Alma C. Smith and Brother Charles L. Patton. Pastor stated these letters had been withheld in his discretion, and he now presented them for action of the church. Brother Williamson moved that Sister Smith be granted letters of dismission. Lost. On motion of Brother Kingdon, a committee was chosen composed of the pastor, Brethren C. W. Longan and Ward Morgan, to consider this application of Brother Patton and that he be requested to appear before the committee to state the reasons why he had separated mm-hmm. from his wife. Wow. So the man got divorced from his wife. Yep. And they brought in church discipline. Oh, yeah. Second instance, and this is a big one. This is one that I'm like, whoa. Mind you, there is no irreconcilable differences. There are no irreconcilable differences at this time. That doesn't exist. But check this one out. This one's a little crazier. And this one, I feel there are so many people. There are so many Christians that would actually fall in this one. Check this letter out. Clerk presented the following motion, which was adopted, viz. that a committee composed of the pastor and deacons be and is hereby requested to take into consideration such facts in the case of Sister Lucretia E. Douglas, as may explain the reasons, if any, of her non-attendance 
at the meetings of the church for over a year past. Uh-oh. And to recommend at the next quarterly meeting what they shall deem to be the wisest and best course in the matter on the part of this church. Mm. So here we have poor old Sister Lucretia. <laughs> and she is about to be disciplined for not coming to church for the past year. Absolutely. For those of you who think that online church is church. Oof. And have been doing online church for over a year. Mm. You would not have made it through Capitol Hill oh. in the 1800s. If you can't say amen, you gotta say ouch. Ouch. <laughs> but so now, so now, so now, so now, here's here's the deal. Yep. Why do why are we reading these letters first? Because we want to give you guys a severity of church discipline. And these were founding members yeah. of this church. These were yeah. the people that helped plant this church, and they are being disciplined. But why were they being disciplined? What was even the biblical backing that they were even allowed to discipline them in, them in these things? And even more so, these two, these two congregants were actually put out from the church yeah. because that was the discipline. Can you imagine being excommunicated from your church as a discipline? Oh, man. Bro. Bro. And it's, that's what scripture prescribes. That, that's the instruction that we get from, that from scripture. That is the instruction that we get from scripture. So, Mag, tell us. That seems like a really negative thing. Like I, would, like, I feel like most churches would be like, no, that's ludicrous. I would never kick anyone out of my church. But when we look at discipline, sometimes we look at discipline in a negative light. Yeah. Why would we look at discipline as a negative thing? You know, I think we've been conditioned to to think of discipline as something negative as kind of like a spanking or or getting yelled at or perhaps put in time out for this generation indoor suspension uh, indoor suspension <laughs> for sure or maybe we might look at it like he he comments here like nathaniel hawthorne's scarlet letter a having to mm. to feel that shame and that um having to feel that shame and that remorse over over you know acting out of line and kind of like being um, put into the public square and and being ridiculed and mocked and for for things that you've done and right. I, I guess the word discipline has really taken has gotten a bad rap. Oh, absolutely! It's, it 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 is not synonymous with um, with growth. It's it, it hasn't been synonymous with growth and mm -hmm. and healthy growth. Um, so could you say that all discipline so, is negative? No, absolutely not. Not all discipline is negative. There's, there's something called formative discipline uh, that refers to those things that shape people as they eventually grow physically, mentally, and emotionally, and, and spiritually. There's mm -hmm. something that we need to have as formative growth, and that's something that we need not only for our personal lives, but also for our spiritual lives. Um, so what is church discipline? That... That, that's definitely something that we need to cover that needs oh, to be absolutely. talked about. And church discipline, uh, it, really, it, it really simply refers to um, church discipline refers to... Um, it's really just the growth yeah, it's of, the, of, of not just the church, but also the congregant themselves. Yeah, as not only, the not only pastors in the church, but also leaders and other congregants addressing areas in a person's life that 
that they see that needs to be corrected. Mm -hmm. I would see church discipline not as petty little things like right. you have your phone out and you're texting too much during the pastor's sermon or you're running a few minutes late consistently or little things like that. We're talking more um, sin. sin related. Right. Like, you know, it, it, you know, two or three members have heard of infidelity, mm. things like that. Um, anger a separa issues. Yeah, anger separation issues from never... a spouse, anger issues in a person. Um, prideful issues. Prideful issues that are unrepentant sins, mm. directly relating to unrepentant sins. Mm -hmm. um, Even stuff like sexual misconduct. Like, sexual misconduct is a huge one, especially now in the church. Mm. Yeah, we see pastors falling prey to this all the time now. Yeah. So many people, they you know, most people will will get defensive when it comes to church discipline. Absolutely. Whenever they hear the word church discipline. They get defensive and they really just in their mind and in our in our own wickedness will mm -hmm. use the Bible to justify <laughs> not being judged. And you know, in most people's favorite verse when it comes to this, it's Matthew seven one. Didn't Jesus say, Judge not lest ye be judged? And that's what everyone's go to passage is mm. in these situations. And and it's if that's your go to passage and the idea of church discipline, maybe mm -hmm. there's an area in your life that you're just, you just don't want to look in the mirror. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I think to add to that point, which is something that we talked about earlier, is like, depending on what your worldview is, yeah. you are not going to look at church discipline as something that is necessary yeah. for you. Like, if, if, if you do not have a biblical worldview and you are not banking your convictions in your life based on scripture then if your elder or your deacon or your pastor or a leader from your church comes up or even just another brother that you trust a lot, if they come to you and try to discipline you and discipline really meaning correction, right? Like that's like re replace the word discipline with correction here. Like if they come to you and try and correct you in matters of spiritual things. Yeah. And you don't take that well. It, then there's 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 definitely a heart issue with yourself absolutely and there's definitely an issue with your worldview because you are no longer looking at the church as an authority figure in yeah. your life yeah I, I would I would also say that you know Dever in this section talks about uh, church growth materials that he was looking through for uh, for a presentation that he was giving and he runs into this uh, denominational um, you know he runs into um, material produced by our by by denominational headquarters of the you know the baptist church right, and all that right. stuff and he's preparing for a presentation the denominational uh material said something that in order to have good church growth you have to open the back door and close the back door mm. so in like church terms that means bro pastors need to focus more on discipleship of their congregation they need to focus more on spending time for with the congregation and people mm -hmm. coming in sharing the gospel more uh, preaching through the word more and all of these things that are necessarily they're not incorrect but dever has a very um you can see that dever has a very hard and a very sensible approach when it comes to church growth and it's not a matter of opening the the front door more and closing up the back door it's not as simple as that it's more of closing up that front door mm. and opening up that back door yes and that's extremely countercultural, especially in the 
and the church climate and the church culture that we're in because mm-hmm. everything's most very seeker churches, sensitive. So yeah, your yeah, yeah, open yeah. door, your your front door is open you pretty be, wide. Yeah, you want to be so welcoming with with those unbelievers around you and just be mindful that they're there and all these things. And and I understand that endeavor sure does understand those things, but when you close up that front door and you properly practice church discipline as it was intended Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is that christianity it becomes a very exclusive thing for believers and it should be a very exclusive thing Mm -hmm. because church membership is a very important thing and it should be a very it, it, it should be um it should be exclusive only to the believers mm-hmm. having that that particular church membership, and that's what really we're really talking about here. Church yeah. discipline is not exercised for those people visiting the church for the first time, oh, no. and it's not for the no, first no, time no, no, guest. No. It's not for somebody who's been coming uh, to the church, you know, every so often and comes with your family and all these things. And like, if if going to church is a weekend excursion to to, to have something to do, church <laughs> discipline is not for you. This is not who we're addressing here. We are talking to those people who are believers and active members Absolutely. of their church. And this is why church membership, to reiterate our, our last yes. uh, episode, church membership is a very important thing. Absolutely. And if you want more details of that, go listen to that episode. It's a really good one. Um, but I'm a little biased. But... <laughs> um, Dever's idea is to close up that front door and make church membership something uh, something exclusive. Mm-hmm. Why? Because church discipline needs to be practiced. Absolutely. And it's crazy, too, because it's uh, something that he talks about in, within this chapter with, with that whole front door closed, back door open policy. Yeah. Uh, was that church discipline in the past, churches found that they were actually eliminating 2% of yep. their congregation yep. every single year because of church discipline, because of the fact that they were exercising it properly on their members. Oh yeah. And, and it was, and it's, and it's, there's, there's, there's a lot of pruning yeah. that needs to happen many times within churches. Mm-hmm. And you do that through this. And what he stated was that many of these churches that were eliminating 2% of their congregation every year actually found that they were adding more members to their number every year. Absolutely. Because they see, and, and, and this is something that's, that's, that's true. And I think I feel it is something that's very authentic when this happens, because it's, you're showing people that you care about them enough mm-hmm. absolutely to correct them absolutely. when they're wrong absolutely and when when you're willing to do that and the people that are there as members of your church are faithful to that and faithful to live out scripture they're going to take that correction absolutely and what they're going to what other people are going to see is okay these people take this seriously a hundred percent everyone everyone wants to be part of something that is taken seriously and yeah. when church discipline is not taken seriously it's you know when, when a church practices church discipline um it means that they take church membership seriously oh absolutely and that's very telling of the of a health of a church interestingly enough um <coughs> i know some attorneys out there might be might be thinking well well you know uh, you can't exclude someone nowadays and you know all these 
all these people who are super inclusive nowadays mm -hmm. and all you can't exclude someone from church you absolutely <coughs> can and laws are laws protect the separation of church and state mm -hmm. sometimes even for this very reason so what does the bible say about church discipline Oof, man it's very important dever dever highlights eight verse eight passages oh yeah uh, eight, you good? Never, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Getting over a cold. Ooh, I know. You know, schools, schools have a lot of germs. Coronavirus. No, none of that anymore. <laughs> Remember, Biden. Biden just came out the other day and said that uh, COVID is done. Oh, he canceled uh, it. Yeah, he canceled it. Cancel <laughs> culture is an amazing thing sometimes. Um. Anyways, Dever goes through eight passages in Scripture uh, that talk about church discipline and how they dealt with it. Uh, they're pretty, some, some of them are a little lengthy, so I can just, uh, give you guys these references really quick. So it's Hebrews chapter 12 verses one through 14, uh, Matthew 18 verses 15 through 17, first Corinthians chapter five verses one through 11, mm -hmm. uh, Galatians six, one, two, uh, second, I was going to say two Thessalonians, <laughs> second Thessalonians, uh, chapter three, six through 15, first Timothy, no, first, one, first Thessalonians, no second Thessalonians. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I wrote it down wrong. Ah, Oops. Sorry. So it's first Thessalonians. No, no, no. You second might be right. Here, let, let me, me take check. a peek. Let me check. Hold on. Second Thessalonians. You're right. Second Thessalonians right. three, six through 15, uh, first Timothy one 20, first Timothy five, 19 and 20 and Titus three, nine through 11. Yeah, and these passages are all covering dis different circumstances within mm -hmm. the church, different things that are going on. Some of them are talking about, you know, immorality. Some of them are talking about, um, you know, re you know, recalcitrant attitudes and, uh, you know, people sometimes, you know, and one of these passages is talking about two members who are just being divisive mm -hmm. amongst the church and, and they have to be dealt with in, in certain ways. Absolutely. And even and even down to just how you should deal with each other with correcting them. Absolutely. Like, I, think, I think one of the ones that he puts here is uh, Matthew 18, 5 through 17. And mm -hmm. I can read that one really quick. It says, if your brother sins against you, so this would be a moment of church discipline, uh, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen... Take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan mm. or a tax collector. So I love, I love, I love the verbiage that Jesus, because this is Jesus, Jesus saying himself. these things. I love the, I love, I love the, that last phrasing that Jesus is that Jesus says there, where it's treat him as you would a pagan or a pagan tax collector, or tax collector right? and this and this comes to having that big open back door, mm -hmm. because the idea of church discipline is to help correct someone. The idea of church discipline is to help someone realize their sin, realize their folly, and lead them to repentance. It's Absolutely. not to kick you out. No, it's not. Church discipline is not to kick you out. Absolutely not. And that's something that we want you guys to really understand. Mm -hmm. It's th it's there to help you in your spiritual life. It's there yep. to help you in your walk of faith, to help you get better, to help you build yourself, to help you strengthen your relationship with Christ and strengthen your relationship with the other congregants that you have. So it's really just, hey, look, if you've talked to this person several times and they still don't want to listen, right? Treat them like a pagan or a tax collector. And what did they do with pagans and tax collectors? They shunned them. They shunned them. They didn't talk to them. They didn't mm -hmm. associate with them. At all. And a lot of a lot of the discipline that we see here 
in each and every single one of these passages is similar to that the serious consequences absolutely that that they are to be dealt with yeah. what, what are those what are the, some of those yeah. consequences i mean we'll, we'll give you some of these consequences and it's, <coughs> and it's you know the, the first one that we see is put them out of your fellowship hand you know hand this man over to satan these are direct quotes from the passages mm-hmm. you know not associate with dot 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 um with such man do not eat that's first corinthians 5 2 through 11 keep away um keep away from second thessalonians uh, take special note of him do not associate with him in order that you that in order that he may not that he may feel ashamed second thessalonians 3 14 through 15 hand him over to satan first timothy 1 20 rebuke publicly first timothy 5 20 and uh and finally have nothing to do with him uh, uh excuse me titus three ten. this the i mean and these are very strong mm-hmm. prescriptions that scripture is giving us in in how to deal with people who are unrepentant of their sin mm. why because scripture god understands <sighs> that unrepentant sin has to be dealt with seriously mm-hmm. why because eventually it will start to seep into your church Absolutely. eventually if you let one bad apple in you know if, if that bad apple stays there it's going to rot all the other ones as well mm-hmm. it's, it's going to eventually if we don't deal with sin strongly It'll start infecting the rest of of the congregation. It'll start infecting the rest of that person. Or even just to use, or even just to use uh, the imagery that that scripture gives us is um, a little bit of leaven. Oh, absolutely. We'll we'll, we'll leaven the whole entire loaf. Mm-hmm. And when when you look at that, it's like okay, well, if you don't know what leaven is and you've never baked a loaf of bread in your life, uh, leaven is yeast. So. When, when you're going through and you're making the dough and you have your starch and you're putting in your sugar and your salt and everything else, if you want your bread to rise, you have to put a little bit of yeast in your bread yeah. and you mix the yeast in there and just a little tiny bit of yeast will be able to coat the rest of the dough and cause the entire piece of dough to rise up and puff up. And when you're baking a bread, that's exactly what you want. You don't want a flat piece of bread because then you end up with a flat bread and then you have to do some crazy concoctions with that to have some food but if you want to make yourself a sandwich you need some puffy bread oh yeah and puffy bread is better puffy bread is better but in the reverse that should be a shirt puffy bread is better we need to come out with merch puffy, oh my puffy goodness bread is better just random quotes Absolutely. Um, but when you look at a congregation as it pertains to sin as it pertains to not dealing with unrepented sin and not doing church discipline it's the same thing. It's like you're allowing that person who would be yeast to infect the entire dough, yeah, and then ruin the rest of the congregation. Absolutely. And I love some of the image, like I love some of the passages that he uses here because it really goes from anyone from a congregant all the way up to a to an elder. Yeah. And and in those respects, like congregant one is is very much like put him out, don't deal with him anymore. Yeah. Like go to him, talk to him if he doesn't want to do it put him out i've already yeah. I, like i and, and one of those things paul even says like i've already dedicated this guy to satan yeah 
Get rid of him. Take him out. Take him out. He doesn't want to listen to anyone. Get rid of him. Alexander and Hymenaeus. Hey, but you also have instances with like First Timothy five twenty. Yeah. Where it's speaking about an elder, and where it says rebuked publicly. Mm-hmm. Like it's not necessarily to put the elder to shame because this is not a it's, type it's, of like scarlet letter. It's thing. not a type of scarlet letter thing, and it's not one of those instances where it's like one person came up and was like, oh, this elder was being mean. Well, why was the elder being mean? Why did you Why did you perceive it as mean? Oh, well, he was telling me to do this and this and this and this. Okay, well, was the elder trying to correct you? And you didn't understand the discipline that he was trying to do, and that's what the issue was? Versus if you have three and four people coming to you and saying, hey, this elder's acting this way, then there's an issue. Oh, yeah. That's when it's, okay, mm-hmm. let's go pull this elder. We're going to do an investigation. We're going to talk about everything that's going on and we're going to bring this elder before the congregation and we're going to publicly show what happens with leadership when they have been disciplined. Why? So that the rest of leadership can see that you will be disciplined if you're in the wrong. And at the same time, the congregation will also continue to have confidence that their leadership is doing what it needs to, to protect everyone within the congregation so that they don't have bad leaders going around leavening the whole loaf. So it's, you know, this, this is what scripture tells us about, about, about church discipline. And really in reality, it kind of goes back to Jesus where, you know, he said, if your right eye makes you sin, pluck it out, pluck it out, pull that thing out. If your left arm makes you sin, chop chop it it off. off. Like you need to deal with sin drastically yeah. because if you just let it keep going it's going to it's fester. Going to fester and grow and it just it'll it'll snowball into something else completely um mm. i'll give you an example you know um bitterness is a is a very mm. it's a mm-hmm. very serious one and but it's a very subtle one because you know bitterness starts slow and then it develops into anger and then it and it develops into something else and then something else and before you know it you know, within the church, bitterness can be very destructive mm-hmm. because it can lead it can lead you somewhere where you don't even want to congregate mm-hmm. with with uh, with with your congregation. And if you don't have a church nearby, oftentimes what happens is you 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 just stop going to church completely. You you're cut off from fellowship. Mm-hmm. And online church is not church because there is no fellowship no sir there is no accountability mm. you can so go on without, living however you want to live without no it's there without accountability what ends up happening is there are very few opportunities to have someone shine the mirror in front of your face and call you to repentance mm. and this is what church discipline does so the next thing that 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 dever covers is our church would never do this would we why would we? I mean, why would we? And there are very special <coughs> circumstances. Oh, very special circumstances. Very special circumstances that church discipline is practiced. Sam, you want to share some of those with Absolutely. us? Absolutely. So, so this is from Capitol Hill Baptist Church. Uh, so this is you know tailored for them and instances that they have come up with within their bylaws and how they do a church but discipline. But they're also and, quite general. And they're also pretty quite general. And, and you can kind of just go ahead and check yourself off and see if you would fall under any of these disciplines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so members shall be liable to the discipline of the church for the following causes. For any outward violations of the moral law. Makes sense. 
for pursuing any course which may in the judgment of the church be disreputable to it as a body. So if you're doing something that is damaging to your church, Mm -hmm. uh, for absenting themselves habitually without good reasons from the church at the season set apart for public worship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not going to church. Not going to church consistently. consistently. That's an issue. Why aren't you coming to church? Oh, you know, I just had, I, I wanted to go to brunch. I went on my boat. Oh, you know, this and that and the other. I didn't go play really golf. Have. Went to go play golf. You know, had a family barbecue. You can have your family barbecue at two o'clock in the afternoon. That's Absolutely. okay. Uh, Watch it through the Dolphins game. <laughs> Actually, it was funny. My, my, my pastor is a, as a kid, he was a very avid Dolphins fan. And during football season, he always made sure to. <laughs> Uh, get the church out on time so that they could all get home and watch the Dolphins game. Oh, yeah. Uh, for holding and advocating doctrines opposed to those set forth in the statement of faith, that one's huge. So huge. if you're constantly battling your pastor and mm. saying that's not proper, there's an issue Come there. On. Uh, for neglecting or refusing to contribute toward defraying the expenses of the church according to their several abilities. Mm. That'd be tithing and giving. Yeah. That'd be your generosity. Wow. Ooh. Hello. So if you're not tithing and and generous to your church, mm. there's an issue. Uh, for treating the acts and doings of the church contemptuously or pursuing such a course as is calculated to produce discord. Oh, good Lord. Are you causing division? Ooh. For divulging to persons not interested what is done in the meetings of the church. Man, that's Whoa. literally going over to your friends at work that have nothing to do with your church and talking crap about your church. Gossip much? Maybe. And the last one, for pursuing any course of conduct unbecoming good citizens and professing Christians. Oof. Oh, my gosh. So much. So much. Okay. <laughs> These are very general. <laughs> Yo, and it's followed up. It's followed up with a question: If you were the member there, would you have cause to be disciplined, bro? I mean, come on! Like, can you imagine if churches started really like imposing this? Not imposing, but practicing, practicing church discipline. I think the church would be a lot smaller. Absolutely, absolutely, it would be. But, but it would drive. But but here's but here's but here's also the other thing that also had to do with uh, membership and true conversion. I would I would I would say that the church would be stronger. The church would be stronger. The church would be stronger because and it'd be filled with true believers. True believers, or pe- at, at the very least, people who truly want to be there mm-hmm. for the right cause, absolutely, or for the right reason. Maybe you're not a true believer. Maybe you've been in church your entire life and can play the game really well. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, you're there convictionally because church discipline is being practiced. And you know what? I would say this. If you're willing to submit to the authority of your church and be disciplined, oh yeah, there probably has been some type of conversion that has happened in your life. Absolutely. Because you would not yourself, you wouldn't, I would not submit myself to any authority that I did not believe in. And by no means this is, by no means are we saying that we're looking for perfect Christians. No. There aren't any, but the the idea of church discipline is that we would strive to be and grow into the image of mm-hmm. Christ. That is the reason for church disciplines, which brings us 
to to our next point is why Why? do we practice church discipline why is this so important he gives us five reasons can you give those yeah absolutely and this is why i love dever he point he just outlines everything so meticulously so the first one is uh for the good of the person disciplined that is it, it's for your own it's for your own good this is mm-hmm. why a father disciplines his son or his daughter this is why this is why you have to practice discipline mm-hmm. this is why when you mess up with your employer your employer will discipline mm-hmm. you usually it's for their benefit for you to work well but think of it in the scope of the church if the pastor doesn't discipline you you're not going to grow as a christian um the second one uh, for the good of other Christians as they see the da- the danger of sin. If there is no church discipline, it's not going to challenge other people to live up to a to a better standard. If church discipline isn't practiced, then everyone can just live their life willy-nilly doing whatever the heck they want without any consequences. And that's what we... And what we know of life is that everything has consequences. Mm -hmm. Third, for the health of the church as a whole. If there is active, ongoing church discipline, the church is going to be stronger. Why? Because every Christian is going to mind their P's and Q's when it comes to sin. Sin will be addressed thoroughly, and certainly it will be addressed, um, uh, it will be taken uh, seriously. Mm Mm-hmm. Fourth, for the corporate witness of the church. Mm. We want the church to be seen. We want the world to see the church as a different place. We don't want the church to be seen just as another gathering, another social event, another, just another thing to do uh, for the good people. Right. No, we want the church to be seen as different. We want the church to truly be seen as, as, as a place where God is honored and the church acting differently. And that'll give us an avenue to really, truly share the gospel with unbelievers. Absolutely. So Which is it, what we've it, talked about in other episodes. It, uh, absolutely. It, it makes us better witnesses in the world. And then finally, uh, for the glory of God as we reflect his holiness. Mm. We want to live to a holy standard. We want to live up to the standard of God, which is holiness and growing into the image of Christ. Church discipline is something certainly necessary. And 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 that last point really kind of really should should sum it all together for you because it's if you're willing to submit to the Lord's authority and discipline in your life then you should be willing to submit to the authority that he has placed above you within your church. Uh, it really, it, it, this, this whole thing made me think of a uh, Hebrews thirteen seventeen. It says, obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. Mm. Like, do you really think that your pastor or your leader or your elder or your deacon or whoever it is that's trying to exercise correction over you wants to like be fighting you tooth and nail on these things? They don't want to have to sit down with you every time they have a one-on-one with you and hear about the same sins you've been struggling with since you got into the church years ago. Mm -hmm. They want to see that what they've been discipling you through 
is actually coming to fruition, that you're actually displaying fruits of the spirit, that your life has changed, that you're not habitually sinning anymore, and that you are a functioning member of that congregation. Like, I think of that, and it's, yo, they're giving an account to God. Oh, yeah. For your life. Oh, yeah. The Lord has placed them over you to make sure that your walk with him continues to grow and that you continue to display fruit in your life. Mm. If you're not willing to submit yourself mm-hmm. to discipline in any respect, then what what is the point? 100%. What is the point? I remember my dad uh I was I was I think I was about 23, 24 years old. I was trying to like work out again and at the same time I was like trying to get a job, but every and I was being disciplined in those two things. I was disciplining myself. I was being disciplined in going to the gym at least four or five times a week. Okay. And I was being disciplined in like doing my job and doing it well and everything else. But everything else in my life was a mess. Like my room was a mess. I never did my laundry on time. Like my car was filthy all the time. Like I didn't take care of some of the stuff at home. Like my finances were all over the place. And my dad looked at me and he said, you can't be disciplined in one area without being disciplined in everything. Hmm. He said, if, if, if you're not disciplined in everything, then your life is just mayhem. Absolutely. And this, Absolutely. The, the, the same principle applies here. Mm-hmm. You can have everything in your life disciplined, but if your spiritual life is not disciplined, where your church is there to help you with that, if your spiritual life is not disciplined, the rest of your life is in mayhem. Absolutely. So what if we don't practice church discipline? What if? And there's two quotes that I'm gonna that I want to finish with. Go ahead. One of them is by Greg <coughs> Wills, is by Greg Wills, and he says like this um, to many Christians in the past. He said this: a church without discipline would hardly have counted as a church. Oof. And then the second quote by John Dag says like this: when church, uh, excuse me, when discipline leaves a church. Christ goes with it. Mm. Think about that. Oof. When discipline leaves a church, Christ goes with it. Mm. Dang. In what circumstance or in what situation when we read through the Gospels did we ever see Jesus not address sin within the disciples? Always. within the Pharisees continually. But he was always very gracious with unbelievers. Mm -hmm. And unbelievers came to him because they knew he was different. Because they knew that, well, one, because he was God. (laughs) (laughs) But he never lacked in addressing and disciplining the disciples Mm -hmm. and likewise those who thought they were believers Mm. and when you and when you look at contextually besides besides the disciples who who knew him to be the son of god everyone else saw jesus as a rabbi absolutely they saw him as a teacher Mm -hmm. they followed him around as 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 someone who was wise they saw they followed him around as someone who who can teach them something. Knew the things of life and could teach them and could correct them in things. Yep. 
And when I look at scripture, what Timothy, what is scripture for? Oh, come for on. For the now. reproof. For the reproof, the correction, and for the training in righteousness. That's the word. That's Jesus. That's it. That's what the church is there for. Your pastor is not up on up behind that pulpit on Sundays for his own enjoyment. Mm-hmm. He's not up there wasting his breath for an hour. Yeah. Because of nothing. He's there to give you scripture for reproof, for correction, and for righteousness. So that, that the you man of God would be well equipped. Yeah. Preach, brother. Mm. You know what? And it's interesting to me, man, because most people when they come to church. Most people don't come to church just to socialize. No, they don't. There's a component of fellowship and enjoying each other's company and all that. But people come to church to hear the word of God and to be transformed by it. Mm. That transformation happens through discipline. Come on now. Coming in hot. Coming in. Wake them up. Wake them up. Wake him up, baby. Still sleeping, so I had to shake him up. Shake him up. I kept it too real. Yeah. Grace and peace, My real life was a headline. Your real life got a deadline. My timeline was a hashtag. Your timeline just a hate crime. Coming in hot, feeling like pop.